BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. 
Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. A special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. Is that because I'm here? Or you say that? You say that to all the guest hosts. It's Mark Simone here for Sean. Certainly glad you guys don't waste a lot of money on air conditioning here. But uh, no, it's, <laughs> I can feel it now. It's starting to come now. <laughs> the, uh, the company will be glad to know you're not wasting money on frivolous things like air conditioning. Uh, hey, we got a great program for you, David. A lot of big guests coming up. We got lots to talk about. Big stuff developing, breaking as we speak. Uh, Sean will be here tomorrow. Can I say where he is? Yeah, I think you should say. Oh my God, a ghost from Hannity past. Oh, is that, hello. Is that Linda? <laughs> Indeed, it is. Just now, from the other side of the pond. You know? Now, does it sound like we're in the room together, Linda? Me? She is I, thousands of miles away. Where are you? Unfortunately, I'm in London and not there in beautiful New York with all of you. I miss you terribly. Yeah. I well, wish I could be there. Uh, well, you're in sweating in 97 degrees. It's raining and cold here. If it makes you feel any better, that's summer over there. No, it's 93, <laughs> sunny. I got allergies. That's why I sound a little raspy. And oh, uh, that makes two of us. Uh, you are there with Sean, and you're going to do a big program from there tomorrow, right? Uh, the next, the rest of this week, we are going to be here live in London for uh, a bunch of stuff going on here. For those of you not aware, it's the Queen's Jubilee. So we're going to be here doing all of our shows um, right in the uh, center of London. So it should be a wow. very interesting week. Yeah, you know. This technology, you sound like you're right here in the room, uh, and everybody's working hard, uh, even when you're not here. Big hat tip to Blair. Blair has been busting his hump over here, and Ethan's and Katie are over there working hard. So everybody's working yeah. hard. And, of course, we have your They're not here now. They went to voice. lunch, but they'll be well, back of course. later in the hour. You know, they got it ready, and they got it all warmed up, and now they can take a break. You know, that's how it works. Yeah, So uh, and Sean will do uh, the TV show from there as well, obviously. Everything. Mm-hmm. Not going to fly back yep. each night for the show. But That uh, would be so weird, yeah. No, not going to do that. And what have you done in your first day in London? Uh, let's see. Uh, I haven't left the hotel. <laughs> All we've done is work since we got here. Oh. And uh, just setting up and testing and just nonstop working on the show. That's it. All so, right. Yeah. So, Nothing fun to report yet. All right. Well, go do something fun and then report back. To <laughs> Come back for hour two? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you're going to have a lot of fun over there. You can watch. Uh, they got great television there. They run like Dallas from 1987. On the BBC, a lot of old stuff on those. But and you're gonna have fish and chips, right? Listen, you know, I already I came over on the plane and they were already offering me things I had never heard of. And like I what? Was like, you know, just like certain jams, and uh, you know, they offer marmalade. Marmalade is a thing here. Oh yeah, like goose, um, gooseberry marmalade. Yeah, just odd things. I'm like, and then of course we have all the power outlets. You know, fortunately. From our last time here, I was able to bring all of the adapters and plug-ins, so that's always a good thing. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's been fun. And then, you know, they come to, I've, they've checked on the room, I don't know, maybe 83 times since I, uh, checked in. Do you need anything? Do you need anything? Do you, no, no, I need you to not knock on the door anymore. That's yeah, that's what's weird about, <laughs> very weird about London. Great service, polite, everything. It's very. Nothing, nothing that's like the problem. I'm from New York. I'm like, is someone going to hit me or mug me soon? Cause I'm feeling very yeah. uncomfortable. It's oh, also my. 2022 and you still have to bring 55 adapters just to plug anything into us. You know what? I know you're a technology guru. I don't know if the audience knows this, but Mark Simone is the guru of all things technology. He always has the latest and greatest 
of the iPhones and the Macs, and he takes beautiful pictures. If you ever go on his Instagram, he has the best pictures of food and scenery and everything. So hat tip to you, Mark Simone. Well, but, um, you know, you're very welcome. Now, but I'm telling you, the adapters here, it's it, it's ridiculous. But they do have, which is nice, the USB, so I can just plug in. So that's cool. Yeah, but, you know, the iPhone is so busy with the 13 and 14 making wireless charging, wireless, wireless. Now you get to London. It's crazy. 42 adapters, nine different cables <laughs> just to plug it in. I had an extra bag just for the adapters, you know, so it was good. Yeah. It was my extra carry-on. It was good. Well, all right. Uh, so we'll check in with you later in the show. Perfect. I look forward to it. All right. Great. All right. Have a good first hour. Yeah, well, we will. <laughs> I, I got to do a whole hour? <laughs> So, I mean, I hope you do three. If <laughs> no, I have nice. really, really, really prepared for this show. I oh, for sure. You always do. I mean, listen, <laughs> there's nobody better than you. You know, you do your amazing number one show in the morning. You get all warmed up, and then we bring you in for round two. Yes. We can't, we can't thank you enough. All right, anytime, anytime. You're the best. All right. Good talking to you. We'll catch up with you later in the show. Also, we'll talk to uh, Larry Kudlow. Uh, the great Larry Kudlow, uh, one of our, I'd say, three best economists in the world. You got Art Laffer, you got Steve Moore, Larry Kudlow. I'll throw Steve Forbes in there too, and uh, we'll, he'll be with us at the bottom of the hour. We'll, so if you got uh, stocks going crazy, your four hundred one k, you're worried what to do. We, he'll uh, he'll tell us exactly what to do. Uh, Eleven minutes into the program, I didn't think we should be talking about something by this point. I guess so. Yeah, here's the bad, upsetting part: the Michael Sussman trial is crucial to the Durham investigation. you got to convict this guy, Sussman, so he's facing jail, and as a result, he turns in everybody else. That's how it works. You take the lowest guy, the littlest guy in the operation, convict him, facing 10 years in jail. Then you tell him, you turn in everybody else, and we'll get rid of the jail sentence. That's how it works. Well, today, the jury acquitted Sussman. Now, I don't know what else Durham has planned but this is a big blow to the Durham investigation. Sussman is acquitted. He walks away a free man, no cares, no worries, doesn't have to give up anybody. Uh, how did this happen? It's a Washington, D.C. court. In Washington, D.C., you're going to get the most pro-Hillary Clinton, pro-Democratic jury ever. Now, here's the other thing. I don't know, you know, if, if you're the defense you can go argue we have to move the trial to a more neutral location. We can't have it have it here because the jury will be prejudiced. Uh, everything will be prejudiced. So if you're the defense, you move the trial. I don't know. Is a prosecutor allowed to do that? I don't know if you're allowed to do that if you're a prosecutor. You generally have to do it where the crime took place. But uh, And I guess if Durham could have, he would have. But they should have moved the trial. Now, here's another thing. It's, again, it's Washington, D.C. courts. They are the most slanted, biased courts in the world. So I guess he, he must have tried to tra- change the judge. It's not just the jury. The judge in the case, uh, now let me see if I can get all this straight. The judge in the case, his name is Christopher Casey. He was not only an Obama appointee, he was on Obama's transition team. He's married to the lawyer who represents Lisa Page, one of those sleazeball corrupt FBI, part of that uh, uh, Co- uh, James Comey, sleazy uh, cabal he had put together. The judge is married to the lawyer for her. Uh, he's also, uh, his wife is also a top aide to Eric Holder in the past. And he married his wife, the uh, guess who presided over the ceremony? Attorney General Merrick Garland married him. 
So how this guy doesn't recuse himself? Now, I obviously he didn't recuse himself because he wanted to rule on this trial and he wanted to take care of things in this trial, and he did. For instance, they had a ton of emails between Sussman and the Clinton campaign, 38 emails between this guy Sussman and the Clinton campaign, and the judge ruled most of them inadmissible. Inadmissible. Uh, he said, uh, you know, they're attorney-client privilege, attorney-work product privilege. But in any case, in the history of the world, whenever the work you're doing or whatever you're doing in the email is the crime, then there's no more attorney-client privilege. That's usually the end of it. So it's a it's a pretty bizarre ruling. Anyway, we'll get back to the uh, Sussman trial and uh, how um, I hope it's not uh, a total defeat for uh, Durham. I hope he's got something else up his sleeve. Uh, hey, by the way, you know, um, the Sussman thing is the beginning of the Russian hoax, which was a total hoax, the Russian collusion. Donald Trump has published a letter now to the Pulitzer Prize Board because they gave a Pulitzer Prize to the Washington Post, to the New York Times, for uncovering the uh, Russia collusion scandal. Well, it turns out it was a total hoax and fake. Trump's letter to the Pulitzer Prize Board demands that they rescind the award, demands they take back the Pulitzer Prize. The story turns out to be fake. The story turns out to be completely made up. If somebody had really investigated, Robert Mueller, you listening? If anybody had really investigated, they would have uncovered that it was made up from the beginning. So not only is the story false, but the reporters are obviously incompetent. Otherwise, they would have uncovered that themselves. He's demanding they rescind the award. And if they don't, Trump says, see you in court. He's threatening to sue them. And Trump, when he threatens to sue, always follows up with a lawsuit. And I don't know. There's an acting president now of the Pulitzer Prize Board. Uh, and I don't know if they want to go into court because they have a history of giving out totally biased awards. It's the most biased thing in the world. Uh, Trump could start laying that out in court. That's not going to be good for them. And I don't think they want to be deposed under oath for like 10 hours a day for a week. So uh, who knows what they'll do. Maybe they'll do something. Anyway, we've got lots to get to. We'll get to uh, – you ever watched The View in the last year or two? They're completely insane, completely nuts. Uh, here is one of them now defending the attack on the Mona Lisa, why it was justified. Uh, well, we'll get to that coming up. Hey, we'll get to Joe Biden wrote an op-ed. <laughs> Joe Biden wrote an opinion column. He, he didn't even read it. Uh, but we'll get to what he said. It's absolutely ridiculous. Hey, uh, follow me on Instagram. It's Mark Simone NYC at Instagram. Uh, normally, I wouldn't bother, but follow me now on Twitter because I think they stopped shadow banning me. It's Mark Simone NY at Twitter. Should I mention Truth Social? I just got on there. I don't know. Try. See if you can follow me on Truth Social. And don't forget, uh, go to Hannity.com for all the latest news. Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. the gas that won't go on any other radio shows and he does it every single day this is the sean hannity show hey welcome back it's mark simone here for sean hannity normally i'm on our big flagship station wor here in new york or you can you can listen to me on a podcast wherever you are wherever you get podcasts that's what's so easy now when you do a podcast you used to have to say, I'm on Netflix, I'm on this, I'm on but a podcast, you just say, 
wherever you get podcasts, because you never know where anybody goes to get them. But uh, iHeart is the best place to get those uh, those podcasts. Um, so, are you guys on Truth Social? I mentioned you are, right? Uh, I, I like it. I like it. I like it. It's just a little. Like, I have noticed some uh, tweets disappear. You don't call them tweets on Truth Social. How many people you think are on Truth Social altogether? There's one way you can always tell. No, people don't think there's no way to tell. Just go to Donald Trump's uh, account. I would assume anybody signing up for Truth Social is going to sign. That's the first person they're going to follow is Donald Trump. So he has 3.1 million followers. So that's the number on there. I know if you, you they'll say Twitter has uh, 300 million, but Elon Musk, when he was going to buy it and started doing his uh, due diligence, uh, started to say, you know what? Maybe it's like 30 million people that are really on it. A lot of these accounts aren't real. And maybe it's just a couple million that really use it every day. I don't know if that deal's going to go through. Uh, Musk now trying to get the price lower, and I, I don't blame him. Do you know what blacks it is? Uh, at the White House, a lot of black staffers are quitting in frustration. At least 21 African Americans have just quit the White House. And one of them said it's Blacksit, you know, like Brexit, Britain uh, leaving. Uh, so th- it's apparently a problem over there because, uh, you know, there's nobody that cares less about African-Americans than Joe Biden. I know he mentions it every two seconds, but uh, that's all. You mention it, you make a speech, back to sleep, that's it. He's not going to do anything for anybody. There's crime all over the streets of our cities. Uh, people are getting wiped out. You never hear him say a word. We got district attorneys. We got one here in New York. You got twenty six others letting everybody out of jail. This poor guy was shot in the subway here. Turns out the guy that shot him released nineteen times, nineteen previous things. Have you heard Biden say anything about it? Nope. Nope. It's just uh, so. But he's always trying to win the African American vote. It's important to Democrats, uh, and it was a big part of his campaign. Twenty two percent of Biden's voters. Uh, were African Americans. That's important. So he's got to got to appeal to them in every way. So that's why he hired a lot of African American staffers. But twenty one of them have quit privately, saying uh, it's pretty obvious we were just hired for decoration. Uh, nobody comes to us for anything. We're not being promoted into anything. We're not being given the opportunities for promotion, and they've quit in frustration. Twenty one of them, and more to come. Uh, now, this is a big problem as uh, word of this starts to get out for Biden. You know, the other problem he's having, younger voters are important, crucial to a Democratic uh, victory. And the latest polling shows he's losing younger voters, especially people in 20s and 30s. That's plunging. They're, you, they're losing them like crazy. That's why he keeps talking about paying off student loans. They're trying to find an issue that would affect them. And they found out that most of them have student loans. And that's why he's offering to pay them. It's impossible. The cost would be staggering. So now he's talking about, uh, we'll pay 10000 of your student loan. He'll pay 10000 of your student loan. That's like a millions and millions and millions. Now, what he doesn't mention is he's not paying it. You're paying it. I'm paying it. They're going to take it out of your tax bill. So if you decided to just go into the workforce, maybe you didn't go to college and you're working very hard, you're going to pay for these student loans. You're on the 
Sean Hannity Show, a place where free speech and the First Amendment are still alive and well. Get your dose of independence and liberty every weekday right here with Sean. Hey, uh, we'll talk to Larry Kudlow in uh, just a moment, uh, the great economist. You know, he's got a hot show. It's the number one show in business television on the Fox Business Network. Uh, also, give it a, uh, if you want to call during the program, the number is one 800 941 Sean. Do I have to give that out? Who doesn't know that number? I know the number. I, I, one eight, I, I'm not even looking. 1 800 941 Sean. I've been hearing that number for years. 1 800 941 Sean. Don't forget Hannity.com. You can get all kinds of uh, great news there and uh, Hannity on the Fox News Channel every night at nine o'clock. Uh, normally you hear me on uh, WOR here in New York or you can follow me on Instagram or, uh, um, I'm blanking a Twitter, of course. Uh, 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 Truth Social. Should I, uh, Ethan, you decide. Should I keep mentioning Truth Social? A lot of people love it. So I would keep mentioning it. I know a lot of people switching over from Twitter to that, and uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I hope it succeeds. Yeah, it's uh, about truth, if I may, just for a moment. Oh, there's Linda. Oh, hello. Yes. You know, the, the good thing about Truth Social is uh, they're bona fide experts in truth. And when you have these little, you know, moments of brilliance on their platform, they call them truths as opposed to tweets. So, you know, it's not like a little hummingbird in your ear. It's like a moment of brilliance, you know? Okay. You got to say it quick and short and you get it out there. Explain a couple of things. If I tweet, I'll say, oh, I just tweeted something. On Truth Social, what do I say? I just, what? I just gave you some truth. Oh, okay. I just truth? I, I just did. truthed you. All right. No, it'll be dropping knowledge, you know, things like that. It'll be big. It's uh, way ahead of where Twitter was at this point in uh, its development. Do you remember Facebook in the beginning? It was the most awful thing in the world. It was awful. Terrible. It was all terrible. CNN banned from Truth Social. I mean, because all they are is fake news. So can they even sign up for Truth? Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of people over there in the CNN building desperately trying to sign up on it. Uh, May may not be their thing. They'll start their own. uh, disinformation uh, site over there. Um, so uh, we're going to talk to Larry Kudlow. Uh, we are going to talk to him. Yeah, maybe He's going to be here momentarily. Oh, okay. There's so, a little, there was a little hiccup, but we're good to go. He's going to be here any second. So I'm just letting you know that. Linda, and, you know, is, yes. uh, Linda is in London with Sean Hannity. He'll be broadcasting tomorrow live from London. Will you be attending all the Queen's Jubilee events? You know, she actually asked for me to be there personally. She said, you know, I heard about you and your conversations with Sean, and I thought, there's somebody I want at the Jubilee. Oh. You know, you're going to add a lot of vibrance and color to the event, so come along. And I was like, you know what? For you, Queen, anything. Of course. Well, there you are. I've actually met the Queen. No, you haven't. Yeah, I have. When? Uh, first time was about 1999. Uh, I mean, it's not the most exciting thing in the world. I think I dozed off twice. I mean, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> They make you watch... Well- they make you watch a video first on what you're supposed to do. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, when you're supposed to say hello, how you address her, when you bow, when you don't. But yeah, you have, it's like a 10-minute video. Well, I will tell you, I, um, I know very, very little about uh, the royal family. And on the one brief moment where I wanted to learn more was when Will and Kate got married. And I was ceremoniously ridiculed in the studio by everyone who thought it was absurd that I wanted to talk about it, uh, including uh, Sean Hannity. Yeah. So uh, I look forward to making fun of him tomorrow that we're here uh, and talking about the Queen. I'm just teasing, of course. Maybe not. Maybe I will make fun of him. I'm not sure yet. No. But 
I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty funny that we are here. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. And I did talk to Prince Philip once. It was like uh, it's like having a conversation with a mummy. It was the worst. Thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like Joe Biden. Then was keeping good company. I mean, I mean, a mumbling Joe over there, mumbling, stumbling Joe. Joe Biden's just, different because, uh, and I remember him even when he was younger, and uh, it was it was more fun to talk to him because you could see he was a really bad guy when you're up close. You could see this guy will lie to you, con you. Uh, uh, he just has that. There's a certain weirdness about him that makes him interesting. Well, I, I don't know if I would say it makes him interesting as, as so much, um, you know, frightening. Uh, I think that would be the word that I would use. You know, Joe Biden is, uh, to me, just at any given moment, it's just, it, it is the most bizarre things come out of his mouth. How close he talks to people, the way he touches people and grabs their shoulders and their hair and, the way he is around children. I mean, the whole thing I find incredibly repulsive. And uh, I just, I, I, I don't even have words for how disgusting I find Well, but him, that's what I'm saying. It's so weird. It's interesting. You know, he's making a speech and he's talking and then he whispers like this. It's just bizarre. It's like suddenly he's an obscene phone call whispering. And then you watch him. You don't know, is he going to fall over? Is he... Does he have any idea what he's saying? Is he going to find? I his think way he out? falls a lot. I mean, if climbing up the stairs to the plane is any indicator, I mean, God knows what. I mean, how how long has it been now since he's done an interview? How long has it been since he's on a one on one? And even then, he's reading a teleprompter. Yeah. Yeah, I pe- mean, it's pr- well, people have fallen down before. I remember, remember Gerald Ford would fall down the stairs. Joe Biden's the only guy I ever saw fall up the stairs. Yeah, he falls up. Going up, he falls. I mean, falls. that's how he got the presidency, right? He just keeps falling upwards. You know, 47 years of screwing up, and he was elected into yeah. the Oval Office. It's it's actually just insane. Now, talk Linda does an incredible job uh, running the show, producing the show. She books the greatest <laughs> guest. She got us Larry Kudlow. I did. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> well, and you he? know what? And you know what? Yeah. And, and uh, I'm being told that there was some confusion, and he <laughs> is not going to make it. So, oh. um, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna step in here and I'm gonna let you know the economy is terrible. All right, we're gonna All ask right? everybody reassurance about their 401k. We're gonna talk, you tell us. What the- <laughs> your, your 401k is tanking. Your IRAs are plummeting. Your mortgage rates are skyrocketing. Gas prices are out of control, and uh, nobody has a clue what's going on because they wouldn't know the difference between a bear and a bull market if it hit them in the face. You know, All at right, the end but, of the day. Uh, I actually do Cudlow show a lot. I'll tell you what he would say because I've heard him Please. say it. And Steve Moore, the great economist, and Art Laffer, the great, we'll always tell you the same thing. Well, I, just before you get, a, you know, ahead of yourself here, Steve Moore is actually going to call in now. Oh. So you're welcome, Mark Simone. Oh, okay. You're That's well, what I'm here for. He'll tell you, you know, as Larry. Working would, on the fly. Don't go, don't panic. Things are plunging. Stocks are way down. 401k's down. Don't sell when you're down. The secret uh, is don't sell low. Uh, wait, be patient. Steve Moore, let's see when Steve Moore shows up. You sure he's showing up? This is not like a Larry Kudlow thing. Is it? I mean, I'm not sure. It might be a Larry Kudlow oh. thing. I mean, I'm full of surprises today. This is what we do when we're, you know, across the pond. You know, we mix it up. We make it different. You know, we say guests are going to be there and they're not there. You know, it's, it's everything's up for chance. Well, uh, we'll find uh, we'll find Larry another day. Of course, uh, we will. Yeah. And uh, now, what do you exactly do tomorrow from London? You're gonna, people are going to be listening. You'll be live from London. Yeah, we're going to be live from London. Sean will be here in studio. We came in today to get all of the equipment and the entire studio all set up, so we are we are good to go. 
And um, and I'm, we're really looking forward to doing radio and TV. And the wonderful and illustrious Steve Moore is on hold and ready to talk oh. to you about all things economy. All right. We'll check in with Linda later. Thank you for coming to us from uh, overseas, thousands of miles away. Uh, Steve Moore wrote that great book, GovZilla. It's a brand new book. Get this book, GovZilla, and uh, go to Committee to Unleash Prosperity and get his daily newsletter, which is excellent. Steve Moore, how you doing? Hi, Mark. Well, it's good to, good to be with you. Uh, well, I, re- I just finished reading uh, the president's um, piece, Joe Biden's piece in the Wall Street Journal. By the way, what do you think the odds are, um, Mark, that, uh, that Joe Biden actually wrote that piece? What do you think the odds are that Joe Biden has <laughs> ever read the piece? <laughs> exactly. So it reads like a kind of a, a progressive manifesto of doubling down on all of his policies have created this inflation crisis in the first place and it's more price controls more government spending more taxes they can't get off this message and you know they they don't quite understand that the trillions and trillions of dollars that biden uh, spent and, and incidentally just as a side point he talks in this piece about how fiscally responsible he is. You'd think he was like the most fiscally responsible person in history. And he came in and he spent $3 trillion we didn't have last year. So um, it's, it's disturbing, actually, that they actually believe that more and more of these policies are going to solve the crisis. When we need, what we need to do is stop the spending uh, and, and start producing more American energy and gas so that we can, uh, you know, I paid 6 bucks a gallon, Mark, this weekend. 6 bucks. 6 bucks. Uh, the, the, the Democrats, do they have any idea how cruel and brutal this tax is on the average family? It can be three, 400 a month in extra costs. It's- they can. No, because they live in the bubble. They live in the swamp where everything's different. And uh, <clears throat> so they're inoculated from these price increases. And, you know, I have to say, Mark, because you and I talk a lot on, on your other shows, you know, when I stay on your shows, you know, we have 8% inflation. I get... I get angry letters and, and emails from people saying, Steve, why do you keep saying that inflation is only 8%? You know, my, my gasoline prices are up, you know, 58%. My rental payments are up 42%. My electric power bill is up, you know, 37%. Uh, you know, the, the uh, mortgage is up. Everybody feels like the real inflation is 15 to 20%. Uh, so people are really feeling a financial strain from all of these uh, policies. Now, but it really is 15% because haven't they a couple of times changed the way they measure it so it comes out a little lower? Well, they do. I mean, look, they, they, what they do is they take into account things like computer prices and things. And those have come down. You know, there's no question technology costs have come down. But when you look at the essentials, and this is what I love. Don't you love this, Mark? Uh, you've been in this business a long time, how they talk about core inflation. And core inflation is what we take out energy and, and uh, food costs. Well, <laughs> duh, that's what we spend most of our money on, energy and food. So I never really understood the logic of that. So, uh, But, no, I think most families are, are paying um, a lot more than 8% inflation right now because of the essentials they have to buy, which is food, medicine, housing, and energy. Uh, and, incidentally, i got to tell you, Mark, I was in Colorado this past weekend speaking at an uh, event of the Colorado auto dealers. And I was talking to these, these men and women who run these auto dealerships, and they said, you know, one guy told me, he said, normally I have 1,200 cars on the, you know, uh, and he said, Steve, do you know how many I have right now? I said, no. He said, I have 50. So they're, they're, even if you want to buy a new car, you can't get one. And if you want to get one right away, instead of, you know, normally how you haggle the price yeah. down, you have to pay, they say, ten or $15,000 premium above the sticker price to get a car. 
Wow. Hey, we don't have much time left. I just want to ask you, uh, yeah. he says he's going to meet with the Fed today. What can a president do with the Fed? He can't tell them what to do. It's uh, There's a separation there, isn't there? Well, look, I think the Fed and the Biden administration have been kind of uh, have a marriage. And so basically what's happened, so people understand this inflation crisis, because, by the way, we didn't have an inflation crisis under Trump. <laughs> inflation rate was less than 2% in, in his four, four years in office. He left office. We had a 1.5% inflation rate that in 14 months. Biden takes up to 8.5%. Do you think that happened by accident? But anyway, so Biden comes in with all this massive trillions of dollars of spending. And what the Fed did is, because we don't have a trillion, you know, $3 trillion of the revenues to cover that, so they just printed money. So I think they're partners in crime on this, and the pox on both their houses. we got to get the Fed to, uh, to suck some of this money out of the economy because it's causing inflation, and we got to cut government spending. That's the word for the day, cut government spending. Of course, Biden doesn't want to do that. He wants more spending. Yeah. Hey, for everybody worried about their 401K or their stock portfolios way down, what should they do? Uh, would you just say don't panic now? You know, I mean, market's down a lot. This has been a really ferocious bear market. Uh, I don't like the idea of selling low. I mean, you taught me this, Mark, right? You know, buy buy uh, low and sell high. And so a lot of people, they, they tend to make the mistake of buying, you know, in a down market. And I mean, selling in a down market. And I, I just don't like it. If you're in, look, let me put it like this, Mark. If you've got a 401k plan, so you're investing for 5 or 10 or 15 or 20 years, no, don't sell your stock now. No, don't sell it. All right. Well, uh, great talking to you. Thanks for uh, jumping in at the last second there. Steve Moore has a great book, which you should get, called GovZilla. GovZilla, get his latest book. And uh, also follow him on Twitter. Uh, and Steve Moore, thanks for being with us. It's Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. 1-800-941-SEAN is the number. We'll take some calls in just a minute. Sean Hannity. If you are. Hey, it's Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Sean will be back tomorrow. In fact, he'll be live from London on this very program. If you're just joining us, you missed a great interview with uh, Larry Kudlow. I'm sure you'll hear it on one of the best of shows. But uh, uh, let's take some calls. Uh, 800-941-SEAN is the number. Let's go to Mike, who's in New Hampshire. Mike, how you doing? Hi, Mark. How are you? Good. Where are you in New Hampshire? Um, um, uh, great phone. Coast. Where? On the seacoast. Oh, like Portsmouth, one of those towns? Exactly. Oh, okay. And uh, what do you want to say, Mike? I just had a question that's been eating away at me. Yeah. Of all the, all the trillions of dollars being spent with no oversight, how much of it's being squirreled away for a slush fund? You mean for Obama and people like that? And, uh... Uh, Obama, Biden, the DNC. All right. Well, let me uh, just clear this up. That's uh, Thanks for calling, Mike. That's quite an accusation. What uh, it doesn't go into a slush fund for them. What they do is they hand it out to people who can help them. You know, Obama has gotten to be close to a billionaire now. He's very close to a billionaire. A lot of big uh, people have cut him in on a lot of big deals. Now, what they do with that uh, trillion dollar spending package is those guys' companies get uh, contracts and get pieces of that in exchange for helping Obama. Uh, we'll get to this later in the show. For instance, if you go to Biden's brother, you know about Hunter, but if you give James Biden uh, some work, uh, he'll get you on that list of uh, that stimulus spending. And uh, 
That's how it really works. But we'll, we'll go into that a little more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. It's called Mal Evans, who's our roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 